you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, blah, and blah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 72 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes. And as always, I encourage you, nay, demand that you go and subscribe to it and comment on it and rate it and all that jazz that you're supposed to do. Also on Stitcher and various other resources that you can dig it up on. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. And uh, as always, let's break down the world of football, the world of sports, and the world in general with my main man seated to my immediate right from NFL.com. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Swell, swell. How's summer going for you? Summer of Rank is going swimmingly. It's just starting. I always yes. am thrown by that, too, by the way. It's a weird thing that they announce. I thought summer started about a month ago. And Memorial Day. Yeah, well, right. So why don't they change that? Why do they have to keep it? They, they, they have to confuse us. Who's who are these? Who are it's these? Based on the sun. I don't care. I listen. I'm I'm done with that. <laughs> listen. I want it to be summer starts and Memorial Day. It ends Labor Day. Period. That's the end of it. I don't understand this thing of like, you know, you don't understand science the way the well the no way the sun I don't. works. Yes. As a matter of fact, no, I don't understand science, and uh, and and yeah, I don't get the it's it's weird to me. It's some pretentious deed by scientists mm-hmm. to to have one up on the rest of us. This thing of like, well, summer isn't official technically. It doesn't start until June. Blah, 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 you know, and the, the longest day fall, of the year. fall starts on uh, December seventeenth. You know, and winter mm-hmm. arrives officially on March twenty. I mean, I don't get the 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 whole not anyway. Listen. I don't want to get bogged down with that nonsense. We have lots to talk about. Look who else has joined us from the start of the show here. In Studio 66, there's Black Tie behind the glasses, always producing the show. And uh, and seated directly across from us, Handsome Hank, all the way from England. He's Handsome Hank from England, Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England, Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England, Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank, he's Handsome Hank, he's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome, how are you? Morning, Dave, I'm very well. If you, if you don't understand summer here, you really wouldn't get it in the UK. It's a, it's a three-day event. Uh, they're not necessarily consecutive. One is probably in April, one's in June, and then the sun will come out briefly in September as well for about eight or nine hours. Is it so? Uh, so uh, is the entire nation, or is the the entire UK basically like Seattle is? Is yeah, it, it blanketed in cloud year round, uh, occasionally punctuated with rain? 
And, uh, and, and, you know, people always say Seattle. A lot of people who go to Seattle say best city in America. Mm-hmm. Others say horribly depressing. And the uh, suicide statistics back the latter opinion up a little bit. Is it grim I, in, in the U.K.? Uh, look, uh, well, I don't get when people say it's cloudy, so we committed suicide. That do, to me, that doesn't follow. I don't really. Yeah, that's a little it's, melodramatic. It's, yeah, it's that's like, too much. Oh, today's really gray. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> uh, I, I don't follow that. So uh, good for I, you. I, I throw that statistic out the window, but it it, it can be gloomy. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. you know when there's when it's cloudy and you haven't seen the sun for a few weeks. I believe that's what the weather is like now in the UK. I think people get, uh, they're not going to kill themselves, but it's depressing. You want to see, you think summer should be coming. Well, the proverbial sun is shining bright here in Studio 66 because uh, Black Tie has landed us Cliff Averill of the uh, Detroit Lions. He'll be joining us here in the studio in uh, in a little bit. I have to say something. Uh, you know what? I want to show that I'm tough but fair. <laughs> And last uh, on the last episode, and of course we do not uh, not counting our weekly countdown, the our reaction shows to the top 100 on the NFL Network, and uh, that comes out every Wednesday. The show airs the, the, this coming week will be, or this week it is uh, numbers 20 down to 11. Mm-hmm. Um, on the uh, on the network countdown of the top 100 players in the league, and then Rank and I immediately after do our podcast, so be on the lookout for that. But on the proper show last week, episode number 71, we named the player in sports history who wore that episode number best, and we mm-hmm. did 71, and we gave it to Alex Karras, I think, George uh, Papadakis. Yep. George Seems Papadakis? Right. Was Papadakis? that Webster? Papadakis, Webster's yeah. father. Uh, uh, you know, uh, um, or was it Papadopoulos? Papadopoulos, I think is right. Yeah, <laughs> Alex Karras. So, but uh, I failed to mention, and I'm ashamed. I failed to mention the uh, pres- the presumptive NHL MVP, Gino Malkin. And so that was a major oversight. And a lot of you on Twitter hit me up at Damashek, and you can hit up uh, Rank at Adam Rank and NFL uh, UK Hank. You can hit uh, them up on Twitter. But a lot of people drop me a line. Pointing out this uh, horrible oversight, the worst in the history of the show, even worse Wait than me forgetting Bobby Orr at number four. But he's a historical. Yes, but I'm from the city of Pittsburgh, so it's especially bad to miss a hockey player who's going to be the MVP from that city. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, Dave Damashek, jerk. I mean, it stings, but you know what? The the salve that I'm going to put on that uh, emotional wound is uh, is the fact that uh, I know I was wrong and that I know I just did the right thing. So let that be a lesson to all of you, too. Mm. Don't cross me or I'll uh, or I'll unsheath the uh, the hand solo edition blaster and use it on you. All right. So episode 72, much to talk about. LaDainian Tomlinson now retired rank. I want to debate you on this. I assume as a SoCal guy, you have. LT unreasonably high on your list of all-time running backs. Unreasonably back. high? I don't know. I, I'm, that's How my is guess. that unreasonably We have not high? discussed this in the least. I'm interested. He should be in the top I'm sure 10. you have them in the – well, I, I don't want to get to – first, let's do the – should we do that first, black tie, or should we do the black uh, – or should we do the blacklist first? Blacklist first. Oh, because you, oh, you, you're his. the one who – Because it's his. Because it's Mike time for you. All right, let's get to it then. The Black Blacklist. Black Tide reads current events. The Blacklist. Damn a check and rank if they're coming. The Blacklist. The Blacklist. What's up, guys? 
All right, we already greeted yeah, one we of them. Just because you reset it with <laughs> oh. the theme music doesn't mean that suddenly we've gone into the black tie uh, show here. I'm Let's a... go. <laughs> We're well, though. Thank you. Fair enough. Question number one. First of all, I have to let you guys know, I just watched the movie Prometheus, so if you've seen it, you know I got a lot of questions that are unanswered. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. All right, I haven't but... seen it yet. I'm way behind. I haven't even seen the Avengers yet. Wow. Anyway, so I have managed to boil down all that to just three. All right? So first one is... Bounty Gate is back. Jonathan Vilma is still very adamant in his innocence. Reports of evidence beginning to surface. And also Drew Brees liking the whole fiasco to President Bush and WMDs. So it's a lot of drama, as you guys already know. My question to you guys is hashtag what happens next in Bounty Gate. Hashtag. Hashtag. Um, I, you know, listen, I, uh, I, you know, I wish I had the name of... Um of uh, the journalist who who made this comparison, but it's it, you know it, it really is true. If there is no, if this is all nonsense, if none of this happened as the Saints are claiming, mm-hmm. then uh, then then why did Greg Williams say that um, that it was his fault and he took responsibility for it and has not really fought hard to sort of try and uh, uh, um, reject the judgment that. Com- uh, that the commission gave to him. I know that, that that's exactly. where it ends for me. Now, the lack of evidence that we've seen is is intriguing, at least, or the or I mean, a little bit has surfaced, right. and maybe more will. But to this point, yeah, I mean, what, what, uh, there's really no way out of that. Why hasn't right. Greg Williams said anything about it? Exactly. And fir- I, first, though, go back to Drew Brees with his hyperbole. Stay off Twitter. That's not you're not helping your your case, or you're not making any friends when you're when you're comparing Bounty Gate to going to an unjust war or however you feel about it like it's a little it's a little extreme let's not okay when you think of next time you're out there thanking a soldier for everything that he's doing drew Brees, why don't you remember that little analogy you laid out there for those guys but and again but we've had steve white's recently went to go see the evidence peter king saw it all these guys have seen it and said yeah it's pretty compelling i don't think that they owe us like they don't need to show us this isn't a court of law that there's obviously evidence there, and people have well, seen they it. they want to stop the talk from Vilma and company, that's how you do it. They owe it right. to us, owe it to themselves. If they want to make their case and end it and show that it's clearly a one-sided uh, debate, then that would uh, put it to an end. But but I think right now it's a game of semantics, isn't it? That's what it seems to my simple mind is we, we're talking about two different things. There's the, the, pay, the pay for performance thing, which definitely happened, and that's what all the evidence points to. And mm. what the players are saying is you accused us of going out there to deliberately injure someone and we didn't do that and i mm. think right now that's where they're they're arguing we we, we weren't going out there to to break anyone's leg or whatever and the nfl saying well here's evidence that you were being paid to perform and and right and that's all it is it's two extreme sides of one one case all right so there you go black tie i think uh, handsome hank is exactly right too yes the players are are dodging the the core yeah. issue there all right next up all right, guys, Forbes released the top 100 paid athletes in the past year. Peyton Manning came in at number 10, highest-ranked NFL player. But let's look at the top it's five. ironic. Hashtag top five. Which one of these guys' lives would you rather have? At number one, Floyd Mayweather, Money Mayweather. Number two, Pacquiao. Number three. I thought he was pretty boy Floyd Mayweather. I didn't know he was, he's Money Mayweather. That's what they call him. That's what the kids call him. All right. Oh, okay. Number three, Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Heard of him. Number four, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, number five, Roger Federer. Hmm. 
Hmm. It strikes me that a tennis player, it's funny that, that that still is true in 2012, that a tennis player would be anywhere near the top. It seems like men's tennis is uh, is so far down on the list of of uh, sports fans' priorities. But all right, yeah. so be it. Mayweather won, convict. He's uh, in the clink as we speak. Yeah, he's in jail. Really? Pacquiao, homophobe, doesn't, uh, doesn't like same-sex marriage. Tiger, we know what his issues are. LeBron. According to Serge Ibaka, at least is a lousy defender, and uh, and I don't guess I really don't have much bad to say is about Federer, Roger Federer. Is he Federer, the one, except that he's a tennis player. Is he the one married to Brooklyn Decker? No, no, that's then I don't not want the one. Now, then he's out. Yeah. <laughs> so who's like? Yeah. So Mayweather. Mayweather lives in Vegas and in jail, and he's in the clink, but, but he, he won't get, be there forever. But he gets punched for a living. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I like. I don't want out. someone's life good where point. where my job is to get punched. Pacquiao. Well, that's another good that's, one. But same yep. same same thing. Same but issue. he is in the government over there in the Philippines. But then you live in the Philippines, which I don't have a sense for if that would be a a good life or no. It's I good. don't know. I don't I would know. Imagine the money he has second on the list. Probably keeps, puts him. He has palaces everywhere. Yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, so we're all rich. So that's yes. even. Everybody's yeah. rich. But he's Tiger Woods in his com- in his country. Tiger Woods is yeah right. I understand the point. Tiger Woods is now you know he's a, he's haunted by the past Tiger Woods the golfer professionally. He can't mm. now win, and who knows if he ever will. So that's going to, that's gonna, you know, that's, a, that's a, a tall order to live up to even winning one major, mm-hmm. let alone if he can ever catch Jack Nicholas. Plus, what yeah, it's interesting. You never hear about Tiger's life anymore, his personal right. life. Interesting well, not that he ever did until all of a sudden there was a, a tsunami so of, of info for about six months, and now it's just died back down. Is he dating? Is he allowed to ever date again? Is he, what, 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 what happened? So, yeah. You think so? Yeah, you think Tiger? You think what, what do you think Tiger does in his personal time? Do you think he has returned to his prolific ways? Probably. You think? Probably. Why wouldn't he? He doesn't have he's a because he's, married married anymore. Anymore. he's an addict who's been treated. He he's went to a facility addict. for 30 days. Do you, you really think Tiger's <laughs> making hay like he did back in uh, 2010? He went to a facility for 30 days? You know he did. What yeah. was, he was treated for his addiction. What One day think, at a time. He's trying he, to get by it. I mean, tomorrow, he was, tomorrow he might, uh, you know, he might look into... So they locked him up with a bunch of other sex addicts. Yeah. Who I would assume included women. Well, you know, the thing with sex addiction is... You know, as handsome Hank can surely speak to, being from Europe, I've been to Europe, and you think, oh, this is great, nude beaches, this is going to be awesome, and then you go to one, and you're reminded, oh, yeah, 97% of the world's population is hideously ugly, and I don't want to see them nude. Mm -hmm. If you went to a sex addiction facility, same thing. You think, like, oh, this might be a target-rich environment until you get in there. Like, ugh. But (laughs) But in order to practice sex addiction, in order to actually say, yeah, you know what, my problem is... I'm uh, I'm practicing too much love these days. You have to cut a certain fit. You can't just be, um, you know, you can't be George Costanza. You know what I'm right. saying? You'd have to you have to be more like George Clooney. Gotcha. That was a pretty right. good. Uh, that was a pretty good. How that worked out? Serendipity there. <laughs> yeah, George Costanza? No, George One Clooney. One end of the scale. The George other end C. Of the scale. Right. Yeah. Or you got to have money. Yeah, but so but I, both so maybe so by the same logic, I don't think you could be. Well, maybe women are held to a different set, but you know, I don't think you could. I think you'd have to be a relatively attractive human being to be able to 
to be betting down with <laughs> multiple partners on a daily basis. But they're right? all addicts, right? So it wouldn't maybe if they're maybe the addiction yeah, overcomes true addiction, the, as yeah. we learned from the photos of uh, of some of Tiger's mm. partners. Yeah, it's not as though he. Yeah, he, he was applied going, discerning tastes. Yeah, he was going to Perkins one night and then like, hey. <laughs> Went to friendlies, very friendlies. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, yeah. So, Tiger, though. So, you think he's back to where he was. You think it was all hooey and applesauce, this whole uh, PR campaign. All right, Nike well, probably made him go. He probably. Well, at what point did Tiger was like, wait, I have a problem? This is pretty good. Yeah. And uh, is LeBron hitched? He's engaged. He is engaged. All right, he has obviously yeah, a pretty good life. He lives in South Beach. And he wears be those a- terrible glasses. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is that enough to make yes. you not choose him enough. or Roger Federer? And he is bold, and Adam Rank wouldn't want that. Everybody always talk. Everybody always talks about. <laughs> I don't get the inference. <laughs> and then you have, uh, and then lastly, you have Roger Federer, who he's a tennis player. No, thank you. Not married to Brooklyn Decker. Not married to Brooklyn Decker, but he is married. Is he? Yeah. Okay. No, thank you. If I'm a if I'm a world class tennis player, I think I got to go LeBron here. I think what? LeBron's the. I think LeBron. I mean, yeah. Listen, now he's a he's a villain, but as I've I've gone on and on about, and I'm not going to do it again. I'm rooting for him and his pals. They mm-hmm. should win. I hope they get it done. Poor LeBron. I know it's I know it's it, it's damning with faint praise to say he's never committed a felony or, as far as I know, even a misdemeanor. I hate, what? No, I can't say it. They're gone. All right. Well, so you. I, I don't know what you are saying, but. Listen, in a day when you have Mayweather in the clink right now, well, LeBron had uh, an ill-advised PR move a couple of years ago when he announced he went to Miami. He's a, he seems like a nice well, you fellow. Were, you're talking about Tiger Woods and all the women that he was with. LeBron James screwed an entire city. All right, I get it. All right, yeah, no, listen, I agree, but I, I, I feel bad for him. I think if he had it to do over again, he would have handled it very differently, and it would, uh, and it would, and he wouldn't be the villain of all villains. In 2012, I think it's a little bit much, and so I'm going to take LeBron, and, and like I say, I'm rooting for him. And and handsome, would you like to? I think LeBron or Federer. I mean, it's it's a pastime, not a sport. Tennis. So I, I you know, it well, seems but then like you got to play tennis easy... all the time. Who wants yeah, to do but, that? But he's good at it. I mean, he's naturally. And you got to practice it. Ugh, forget. Well, it I wouldn't even want to play, not... let alone practice tennis. Does, does LeBron not practice? He doesn't have to. Yeah, basketball is fun to fun. play. That's okay. the difference. <laughs> all right. It's the same thing like you said, getting hit in the head. I don't want to practice that either. Do I not get to, get to say this? I thought you said. Okay. You what didn't did, vote for anybody. What Who? did I say? Tiger. Oh, oh right. Tiger's easy. That's <laughs> the easiest one. Black tie. All right. So the guy I definitely wouldn't want his life is uh, number one, Money Mayweather. Not only is my lifestyle not cut out for being behind a clink, but also he's like the only one in the top 20, maybe even top 50, or even the whole list that has zero dollars in endorsements. Zero. He's going to stop boxing one day, and he's going to need some money on the side. He has none of that. He is? He's got billions. It doesn't matter how he's made his money. Endorsements? He has zero endorsements. So what? He's got $58 million. What's the difference? Who cares how he got it? Have you seen the way, quote-unquote, money Mayweather spends his money? He is not. Trust me. He's... No. All right. Well, that's he's a going, conversation yeah. for another time. Right, I do. Right. I am. I am. Bald. I love these guys who, who, broke, wind up, ba- who, who wind up who uh, wind up bankrupt. I, it is just unfathomable to me. Just as it's unfathomable to me that I can't say the word unfathomable. <laughs> that is the word. That is the word for me. I just can't do it. Unfathomable. Continue. Got Number it. three on the block. Last one. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. That opens up this Friday. Hashtag what? As Rank would say. But seriously, uh, it's what? There we go. 
Hashtag who cares? I'm not going to see that picture. No, seriously. Why though. not? Why aren't you? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Let's get to it. Seriously? Because Abe Lincoln, is a, if Lincoln plays a vampire killer. Why would I care about that? <laughs> Something asinine. All right. Sounds um, like a SNL sketch. If you guys, though, were to make a hashtag alternate reality movie based on a historical figure or an NFL legend, who would it be and what would the movie's title be? Rank, I turn to you. You turn to me. First of all, let me say this about you. I don't have an answer this. on that. I you're, don't know. You're high-hatting this movie, and it, it disappoints me because everybody gets upset about I haven't like, seen the Avengers yet. But I understand. I that, have, a, I have okay, limited time. Fair enough. If, if it's one of those things, time, whatever. But everybody, they take the moral high ground like, oh, if Abraham Lincoln was alive, he would be so offended by this. No, he wouldn't. Not only would Abraham Lincoln like this movie, he would buy tickets for the balcony. <laughs> And not only that, and we talk Look about... Oh, please. He, <laughs> takes, <laughs> he takes a pause so that we can all... <laughs> of course. <laughs> he leaves room for the laughter. Because I'm a professional. <laughs> Don't step on your laughs. All right. So that what? that's it? See what I did that right there? A- <laughs> I, let you, I let you keep laughing. That's not stepping on your laughs like I'm doing right now. But no, everybody talks about like, oh, you know, they're doing remakes and there's no new ideas and they're rebooting television shows. And finally, a movie comes out where they're like, okay, it's a little off-center, it's a little out there and everybody's upset like how dare you come up what do you want do you want more remakes do you want a remake of the cannonball run do you want a remake of of anything that you know came out in the 70s or do you want somebody to come out with a new idea and then when somebody does come out with a new idea they're all over it. but this new idea just seems like okay let's throw two words together and and then let's make him abraham lincoln vampire i mean you really? never you never knew he was a vampire no. hunter did you no i didn't my yes. children my children uh have um they uh, those little blocks where you like you it's the head of a fireman and right. then you can slide in the body of a cop Pig. or whatever yeah. you know I'm like oh isn't that funny that's that's basically yeah, that's what, what they've done is. yeah i'm all for new ideas just not this one bad new ideas <laughs> stop it give it a chance <laughs> all right so what's your what's your answer to black ties uh, question there james polk time traveler <laughs> i don't know we're just playing he was one of our presidents handsome Hank. okay oh uh, sorry great you I don't should've. know paul but he's not, not but he's not an nfl legend I thought he I said something. All right, right I, I, how about this one? I'll do a president. He said a historical I'll, figure. I'll do a president. He said, he said or, okay, sorry. William Howard Taft, competitive eater. <laughs> Hot dog, wiener yeah. eating contest no, coming up for July 4th. He's a big guy. William Howard Taft, not nearly enough in my book, has been made of the fact that in these United States, and I'm not talking about 250 years ago, mm-hmm. we had a morbidly obese president. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that great? Who had a cow. Who yeah. grazed a cow at the White House. He'd be the star. He could be like, well, William Howard Taft, were he alive in, tw- in the 21st century, could be, he could be the face of Subway. He could be the alley. He could be like Jared. He could take over for Jared. He could, uh, you know, he could go on Biggest Loser. Yeah. Oh, it would be great. He'd have a great post president. I wish he were alive right if, now. If he if he had made it, but no. But he's he's too. Do you big. know William Howard Taft? This is true. On his inauguration day, this is true. Got stuck in the bathtub at the White House, and four grown men had to pull him out of there. By I think I, I'm trying to think what they had to do. I think they put oil on him. They poured oil on him, like olive oil, to to, to grease the skin so they could pull the president of the United States out of the bathtub because he was so fat. I love it. That's not, that ain't a joke. But that's for people, real. But fat people aren't <laughs> the competitive eaters. Or he could be a nose tackle in the NFL to bring it uh, back to football. Wow. Yep. See, if a guy like Martin Gramatica was a competitive eater, that would be something. All right, so so I wasn't Skinny ironic guy. enough for you. All well, right, well, look listen. At, 
Look at that guy. What? Who is it? Kobayashi? Is he the competitive eater who always wins the yeah. uh, Fourth of July thing? He's a skinny guy with six pack abs. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like big dudes who are winning. I met these no things. the other guy. I've met the other guy who beats him now. I can't remember his name. Brings uh, brings glory back to the red, white, and blue. <laughs> Took it back from Kobayashi. Yeah. Brings it back to the USA. Stupid thing. That was a big competitive one. Competitive eating. <laughs> uh, handsome Hank. You my, want my, Churchill or somebody no, like that? My alternate reality. I'm going to stick with TD's suggestion of NFL legend. My alternate reality movie is Dieter Brock. <laughs> decent NFL oh, quarterback. Oh, look at you. Well, well, well. Congratulations, handsome Hank. That's and welcome to the one party. Yet. Did he go Flat two out in a row? the best one yet. Yeah, that's pretty the good. Yes, we try to mention Hold Dieter on. Brock. Hold in, on. Uh, the best one yet. First of all, you haven't been on all these shows, so thank you. <laughs> I dropped, I asked, I asked Jack Youngblood if Dieter Brock was the reason why he retired. And Jack Youngblood admitted to it. Yes. <laughs> he said yes. He did. he did. He kind of he laughed. He's like, well, yeah, I was getting sick of this. That is the best organic reference of Dieter Brock uh, in the show's history, and we try to do it on every show if you're new to it. All right, so is that en- the end of the blacklist there? That is. Good ones. Like I said, great stuff from Handsome Hank. Um, I don't necessarily have a title, but I think Steve Jobs would be a pretty good uh, historical figure to make an alternate reality movie on. Why? Maybe something like an Iron Man type, because he seems to have all the money and all the gadgets that he would totally need to be like a – and the perfect alibi to be like a superhero. Bill Gates, he, Navy SEAL. like it. Yep. Um, all right. So now let's get to this rank. I want to talk with you mm-hmm. about um, LaDainian Tomlinson. He is, okay. he, you know, he, he's retired now. I don't necessarily – I don't want to be a curmudgeon about it. I, th- this, this weird ceremony – that uh, legends from certain teams now do with it when they sign a one-day contract. Uh, are they children? I don't really understand the point of that or who that's for. I guess it's a nice PR move for the team, but it seems unnecessary. Yes, Hanson. I, well, I get it with legends, but then... Legends, la, la, yeah. LT, I, uh, that's fine. He wants to be remembered as a charger, not a jet. I'm all for it. Chris Chambers. <laughs> but Chris that, Chambers. What, who's that change for? No, but fine. But Chris Chambers wants to retire as a dolphin. <laughs> uh, yeah, when the, well, I, I can't wait until a team of ma- makes a public or, or, statement that says no, nah, thank you. Yeah. Good. Or Cordell Stewart, seven years after he last played yeah. in the NFL, signs a one day. What? Yeah, well, who cares? Yeah, we didn't need yeah. to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah who? We, There's got to be a certain level. Yeah. All right. So now the question I ask to you, and and handsome Hank, if you would, why don't you? Do you have judges in uh, the UK, or do you have what? What do you call no, it? Simon Powell, barrister, a public court. magistrate. Simon Powell sits over every single case. <laughs> what is? But what is it really called? Because you wear the it's white a judge. wig. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a judge. I will wear the white. What's a wig. judge? Yeah. What's a magistrate? Uh, it's the same kind of thing. What's a barrister? Uh, I think he's a lawyer, isn't he? Rather than a, I don't he, know. I think he's in the he's on the he's on the team as opposed to the judging team. You have no idea about this. I'm not. I'm not a legal guy, Dave. Yeah, but you went to school in the UK. When from yeah, what I understand, are, your are, schools are better than ours. But Shouldn't you know just these names? things? They're, I mean, like a barrister, I think, is someone who would be a lawyer as opposed to a. Judge. So you're our judge. It's yeah. not as exciting as I thought it would be. All right. So, but anyway, I turn to you. Rank. Mm-hmm. Why don't you make a case? Tell me why. Well, first of all, I'd be interested to hear, where do you think LaDainian Tomlinson ranks among the all-time great backs? He would be into the top ten for me. I think we Top would all, ten? Yes. I think we'd all agree there's no argument. Jim Brown's the greatest running back of all time. Well, this, then, let's start it off with that little bit of, uh, you know, we, we do talk about you and I never saw Jim Brown play, mm-hmm. but the preponderance of – of people who did see him play 
combined with the stats make it it make it apparently you know it seems to me it's irrefutable that he's mm-hmm. the best you know he's the best yes. everybody says he's the best football player <clears throat> let alone best running back so all right so let's go with that Jim Brown number one or our buddy, certainly uh, top two or three and ahead of LT yeah our buddy Gil Brandt even said that you know and he saw him play. Gil did see him play he did see him play um my Jim Brown man says it anybody who saw him play says yeah, he's so the that's best. we can go ahead and then it, you know and then it comes into a, a, a group where you can probably mix and match them anyway. And I, I think that group would obviously include Walter Payton, yes. O.J. Simpson, Eric Dickerson. Are all these guys ahead of LT? All, all these guys ahead of LT. Barry Sanders. Uh, I would even put Emmett Smith ahead of him. No. And I would put Gail Ahead Sayers. of Ladaney? Of course you do. That's yeah. correct. Rank is correct so yeah, far. Emmett Smith goes up there. And then Gail Sayers. Gail Sayers, the injuries, and there's it's, it's one of those things about, like, how you're going to look at a guy's career because – Gail Sayers certainly could have been the best, but he wasn't healthy enough. And well, you know, and it depends on how you want to look at it. If you well, if you're Mark Pryor, yeah, you have to do some sort of sliding scale thing. And you know, Mark Pryor of the Cubs, you know, mm-hmm. was so dynamite for a year and a half or whatever, and then starts having trouble. Yeah, starts having physical problems and breaks down, and maybe he'll wind up back in the majors. He's he's still in the in the minor somewhere. But anyway, point is, yes, if you only have. I hear a better. I don't know why I would go to baseball. You have uh, you have uh, Terrell Davis. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's the yes. one. I mean, he he didn't play long enough, I guess, to to go go ahead of Ladanian Tomlinson in my book. No, 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 no. So I would say those seven guys. I would put them. I would put them ahead. So you have. Well, let's just do it real quick. Gail Sayers, Barry Sanders, Evan Smith, Walter Payton, O.J. Simpson, Eric Dickerson, Jim Brown. I think those seven are automatic. Um, you could put those guys in any order, I believe, mm-hmm. and you, you can come up with your own list and whatever. But I think that you would put those seven guys to be there. And then you also might say, you know, if you're from Houston, you might want to talk about Earl Campbell. And Earl Campbell was good, but again, another guy who didn't play long enough. And one of the things, I, maybe I'm misremembering it, but I, and this is what coming into this point about LT is where it sa- starts to separate guys. Earl Campbell was a great runner. But he was pretty one-dimensional, if I remember correctly. I don't know if Houston used him a lot out of the backfield. I'm not recalling that they did. I could probably go and look it What up. do you mean? As a pass catcher. Pass catcher, about. yeah. yeah he know. was one-dimensional. But Earl Campbell, he's another guy who sort of, um, he just wore down. He wasn't, uh, right. he, you know, there wasn't a specific, you know, he hurt his right knee so no, much as no. he, he, yeah, he just uh, took a beating. But all right. They look, overused him. I know, go this way. First of all, he was he was dynamite. No, he was not a pass catcher. It was a, he had it was one year where he had I looked it up. He had 36 receptions in 81. But, yeah, that was the highlight. Jim Brown, number one. I go Walter Payton, two. Mm-hmm. I say the most underrated running back in – or there there are three names that I will refer to whenever you talk about the greatest running backs ever as underrated, even though they make, they're make they in the pantheon of all-time greats. They still don't get their due. I say mm-hmm. Eric Dickerson is the first on that list. Mm-hmm. He is the third best running back I didn't see Jim Brown. I put Walter Payton. Of the running backs I've seen, Walter Payton won. Dickerson, too. Mm-hmm. You know, in I the same Dickerson. way Jerry Rice. I flip him, yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's, you know, obviously uh, I'm not going to debate you too hard on that one, too, of the all-time best. But the thing with Dickerson, same way Jerry Rice, and I mean this as a compliment. Remember Jerry Rice. How many times did you ever see him lay out for a catch? He never dove. It was never about... 
a circus catches like uh, Lynn Swan would make as a, mm-hmm. a as a comparison. Jerry Rice was always in stride, or full over- speed. He, he was a, he was remarkable. He almost never even left his feet to catch a pass. And in the same way, Eric Dickerson. Do you ever remember him dropping his head and really plowing over a guy or having to dive for an extra right. yard? It just seemed easy. The, 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 he he glided. You know, here's another comparison. Mario Lemieux a little bit is that way too. They they almost are hurt because they they make it look too. too easy they're so graceful eric dickerson the speed and 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 in fact the power and keep in mind handsome hank already made the dieter brock reference but this guy got to an nfc title game with dieter brock as the quarterback mm-hmm. and it weren't if it weren't for one of the all-time best defenses maybe that team goes to a super bowl with dieter brock as the quarterback then i go barry sanders the only the the the, the strike against Barry Sanders, in my book, is this. Too many negative yard carries. Of course. There were a lot of games where you'd be at late in the second quarter and it would be eight carries for, for minus one yard, and that's legitimately true. You yep. can look up those kind of numbers. And then he would snap one off, you mm-hmm. know, and that, and that's good. But, I, I, you know, and so your numbers end up looking dynamite by the end of a game and season and career, and he would have been the all-time leading rusher if he didn't side, decide to hang it up. But I think from a team perspective, and I know that team stunk for almost every season he played right. with the Lions – I still feel like that was a that was a detriment on some level to the team that he that he wasn't a consistent you know on bad plays that he wasn't picking up two yards but you he, know he got that team to the NFC Championship game I mean that was Fair unprecedented the Lions. I mean, listen, I'm not besmirching him necessarily but right. I guess that, but I'm saying that's a strike against him that keeps him from from joining the names that I already mentioned mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I mean listen yeah of course would have been the all time leading running back uh, rusher. Next, another underrated guy, Tony Dorsett. We talked mm-hmm. with Gil Brandt, architect of those Cowboys teams. He's a guy who got about 18 carries a game. And like we asked Gil Brandt, we said, you know, who's the best uh, Cowboys running back ever? The all-time leading rusher, Emmett Smith, or Tony Dorsett? And he said, TD was the guy. You know, the, the, just the way that uh, the hat decided Tom Landry liked to run that offense. He didn't want to pound Tony Dorsett. Maybe you make a case that that extended a slight guy's career. But if... All, you know, optimal health and everything for Tony Dorsett. If he had gotten 22 carries a game, it projects that he would have finished as the all-time leading rusher when he retired. So, mm-hmm. dynamite. Emmett Smith, I have right behind him. How about this name that you didn't mention? And you, it seems like people don't like this guy anymore for good reason. But you know, in 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 the age of forgiveness. O.J. Simpson. Wait, what I happened to? I oh, you did say O.J. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, I, I don't get where an O.J. gets the gets this uh, high. I mean, I obviously get why the human being does. But right. that being said, you know the the juice. One of the best. Marshall Falk. Yeah. Thurman Thomas. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know two two yeah. uh, two peers there. I have Earl Campbell, who was just unstoppable, um, minus a couple of showdowns with the uh, with the Steel Curtain defense, one of the all-time great defenses. Earl Campbell was unstoppable. And again, another guy who didn't exactly benefit from uh, from the passing game that was supporting him, uh, Dante Pastorini, doing that. How about this name? Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson, I have a, ahead of Ladanian Tomlinson. I'm projecting. Okay. I'm projecting, projecting where he's going. I have okay. to. I have to make some. I have to extrapolate where his career's headed. He hasn't always had a great quarterback. And then I go Ladanian Tomlinson. Where does that place him then, Dave? That places him one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteenth all time. 13th. Then I go Jerome. Then I go Marcus Allen, Jerome Bettis, and I close it out. 
Jerome Franco Bettis. Harris, the other underrated guy, who when he retired was the second leading rusher in the history of the NFL. Mm. He was the he he was the feature back on the Pittsburgh Steelers, the best team of all time, and they and they were a running team, and he was the best running back. I don't understand why he's always slighted too. But anyway, enough about that. Yeah, Jerome Bettis, he's the only big power back who ever had any uh, any real sort of endurance. Um, as far as uh, you know, c- continuing to be productive in the in the double digit seasons, you know, no. Earl Campbell and everybody else broke down. Well, Stephen Jackson's actually cobbling a a, a, a career like that together, but would, under the radar. I, I don't know. What if, what if Earl Campbell? What if somebody? What if they, somebody snatched him up after a couple of years and said, "All you're going to do is run at the goal line"? How much longer could his career have gone? Sure. I mean, but, you know, he was, I mean, they, they pounded him. I mean, yeah, they, okay. they, they, yeah, they destroyed him and uh, just couldn't get over the hump, the, the hump name, named the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So Otherwise, they would have, they could have, you know, 19, I, we do those NFLs where we take one moment in NFL history and see where it could have gone. You know, you imagine if the, Ste- you know, maybe Mike Renfro in the 1979 AFC title game, if they call that a touchdown and the Houston Oilers, Win that game and they go to the Super Bowl. To they would have they would have played the Rams in the Super Bowl. You know, I said you know that was, they win that game. No. History is is quite different. Now the history Maybe is different good... if they do because then the Rams win and there's no way they how could, how could Earl win. Campbell's legs have competed with uh, Frank Corral's right leg, the great yes. fat kicker of the uh, of the L.A. Rams? So handsome Hank. Wait, so hold on. So who's right? Never... Okay, well, wait, wait. I didn't oh, really ahead. get a chance to make a case for LT. I listed my top oh, seven guys. Oh, go ahead. Guys, Please, make your and case. And this is where I'm putting it in. Earl Campbell goes down to 10. So we're pretty close. I think we have a lot of the same guys. I would put Dorsett after Campbell, and I would put – I like Franco Harris. Okay. Like he's, I, I do believe Franco Harris is underrated. It is crazy because Jim Brown was threatening to come out of retirement to extend his record against Franco. I don't think it was against Walter Payton. If some old-timer could – uh, correct me, but I think when Jim Brown was like, I'm going to go out and extend my record, I think it was because of Franco Harris. But I put out. That is right. And then they had a showdown in 1983 mm-hmm. th- on Super Bowl weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Was it 82, 83-ish? I bet you can find it on YouTube. They actually had a head-to-head kind of like one-on-one decathlon thing. It was a crazy TV event. Yeah, yeah, And it yeah. ended okay. with them sprinting, them doing a 50-yard dash, and Jim Brown halfway through just pulls up Laney. That's Lane, right. He pulls a hammy. That's but right. yeah, but, okay. but anyway. So they did do that. So now we're going in. So in the after, so I had a Gale Sayers at number seven. Then you go LT and Mar- I think LT and Marshall Falk go slotted in there. And I'll tell you why. Because they're really great pass catchers. And the, what, they bring that extra dimension to way the, the way the NFL evolved, you know, with these guys who are able to do multiple things. And obviously Mar- or, uh, Marcus Allen was one of those guys too, who I had also put after Earl Campbell on this list. But these guys started taking that extra step of doing so much more. If you look at, like, the total yardage that these guys put up, not just rushing, and you look at the rushing totals, it's pretty impressive. You look at LaDainian Tomlinson, his first, what, eight years, he's had at least, you know, 1,500 yards, all these receptions, 59 receptions as a rookie. He had 100 receptions in 2003, and then he kind of slowed off a little bit. But you go Better back. than Thurman Thomas or Marshall Falk, though, guys who, I, but, guys who have, have, have them, those I, multi-purpose type backs. I have them 8 and 9. I have okay. LT at number 8, Marshall Falk at number 9. I just think LT Can was I tell a you something runner. about the uh, the career rushing stats? Uh, you know, people will say, people who would support LT's place in the top 5 or 6 all-time running backs mm-hmm. would point to the fact that he finishes in the top 5, except for, look who's at number 4, Curtis Martin. Did either of us mention Curtis Martin? Of course not. Great, great running back, durable and all the rest, but not among the top 10 or so backs in, in the history of the I game. Would, 
I, I, yeah, when you were talking about Jerome Bettis, I was thinking Curtis Martin. I would, go, I would have Curtis Martin there instead of Jerome Bettis. Yeah, if you look up those names, you'll realize that the, to some degree it's a product of the era that they were playing in that they were able to put up those great yards. LT Dynamite, his best year is the year he catches 100 passes as a running back. You know, mm-hmm. you think of uh, – um, did Priest Holmes ever do that? Hundred yard, hundred catches. Who was the other guy? Larry Centers did it. I Larry Centers did it, but of course wasn't nearly as productive as a as a runner. And uh, Roger Craig was a was a great dual purpose guy. But you know, Ladanian- Roger Craig, yeah, he he goes in that mix too. Another guy who's underrated. But yeah, the year uh, Ladanian Tomlinson had a hundred receptions, he had seven hundred and twenty five receiving yards to go along with sixteen hundred rushing yards. That's it's That's awesome. I, I Listen, I know it's awesome, but here, when you get into this category, and, and, and again, I'm diminishing LT, I guess, to some degree by saying he's not in the top ten when I think a lot of people have him in their top five or six. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, and I don't care if people say, oh, you're, 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 you're cherry-picking, but he didn't play in the AFC title game. That is mm-hmm. that is his Bill Buckner moment. And as opposed to, you know, that is, for better or worse, that's how he's going to be remembered forever. People say, is that the, but that doesn't overshadow everything else he did. Yeah, it does. That's exactly what it does. It, it, it destroys all those yards that you can point to. In the big game, he didn't go out there. He's not a thoroughbred who you pull from the race because you want him to, because you don't want to have to destroy the beast. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. this, he's a football player who had a bum leg who needed to go out there and play in less than ideal circumstances. And beyond that, he failed in other playoff games as well. Recently, even with the Jets, that goal line carry in Pittsburgh, if they score a touchdown there, the Jets maybe go to the Super Bowl instead of the Steelers two seasons ago. He comes up short there. Yeah, but he had the the year they lost to to the Patriots in 2006. He actually had a pretty big game against them. And if that's that's one where if Marlon McCree falls down after making the interception, well, now you're talking about a whole different spectrum that he would be in, you know, and the Chargers go to the Chargers go to the AFC championship game. They would have murdered the Colts. They would have gone to the Super Bowl to play the Bears would have probably I'm going to say they would have beaten Rex Grossman. So then, you know, you're looking at an entirely different thing. So he did have good moments in the playoffs. And I also look at it, too. And you think about this in that draft where they they picked him. And this was John Butler. This wasn't A.J. Smith. This was John Butler in the in the in the uh, latter part of his life. He picked LT and then the second round picked Drew Brees. And I don't know, maybe we need a stats guy to go back and look when it when a team drafted like two Hall of Famers, you know, in consecutive rounds, I would think that the Steelers might have done it, the Raiders or the Cowboys or one of those teams that But you picked a Hall of Fame running back and a Hall of Fame receiver and you don't have a Super Bowl 74, title. 74 yeah. the Steelers get Lynn Swan, Jack Lambert, uh, John Stallworth. All in a row. Uh Mike Webster, not in a row. It's one, but I mean, like it's one. Lambert, two. I think was. I would one. say, I would think that they probably did at one point, but um, it's like it's a yeah. crazy thing to think about. And, and if two thousand and four, when they drafted Eli Manning and traded him to whatever, if they would have just said, you know what, well then let's maybe let's stick with Drew Brees, let's take Larry Fitzgerald, and then you have Ladanian. They probably would still would have lost. Well, but. let me just say this to you. Here's the bottom line for me with the running back thing. When I think of all those guys, and uh, th- this is not based on numbers or anything, purely. Eyeball test. Mm-hmm. Ladanian Tomlinson, watching him carry the ball, just never struck me as a singular back. I know the numbers go against that and the, the continued production. I When I watched Ladanian Tomlinson, I was not in awe the way I was with Peyton, Barry Sanders, the, the speed of Dorsett and, and Dickerson. Um, 
the you know I I put them up uh, you know Marshall Falk and Thurman Thomas not necessarily to, to to my eyeball that I when I was watching those guys say like I can't believe what I just saw him do but I put them I grade them as uh, as better versions of LT. But didn't you just say that Dickerson, because he made everything look so easy, you never yeah, said that about him? Glorious. No, but he was glorious to watch. He was a singular that no, up, watched, that upright six foot two. Yeah, st- I, I mean, I, uh, it's I, so uh, rare like, to see a guy yeah, that size. I'd say Tomlinson with, goes into that category yeah. too. I mean, I I watched Dickerson. I have the guys on the list, I don't think I watched anybody more than Dickerson and Ladanian Tomlinson. And it, I just don't agree with that. That he wasn't remarkable when he watched him. He was amazing. He was. You watched him week in and week out, and I know. I do. I listen. I b- before yeah, the, having the NFL ticket, I all the games in Southern California. I saw his entire career. I certainly have seen yeah, I mean, LT were, play far more than most people have played, and uh, than, than most people have. And uh, you know, that's that's my takeaway. He's one of the all time greats. He's not in my top ten. You say he's eighth. Eighth. Handsome Hank, I, who's I got it closer? I've I, got him at uh, thirteen. As you I'm say. actually going to split the difference between you. I put him about ten. Is that right? Yep. All right. Very good. Who's the best runner you've ever seen? The best runner I've ever seen, uh, Walter Payton or Barry Sanders. I like uh, Walter Payton is the better runner, but Barry Sanders just who would I rather sit and watch? Barry. Yeah, that's a good way to couch that. Oh, you know what? Who uh, we should probably mention? What about Bo Jackson? Yeah, well, he falls into that category of even worse than uh, than Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. But yeah, what what might have been. And yeah. you look at it, you know, does his legend grow because of the video games, like Super Tech Mobile and all that in, stuff? In your mind, at least. Yeah. I Come know on. you love yeah. the point that that is the reason why Bo Jackson was great. I don't necessarily it's ascribe the... to that. But, um, yeah, he was, well, listen, dynamite, of course, to, to watch. Um, all right. So, um, congratulations to LT on a nifty career. But here's the worst thing about LT in my book. Maybe this is why I don't like him. I was thinking about it. Worst nickname in NFL history among legends LT is a, is of course he stole it from uh, Lawrence Taylor. Jimmy Kimmel called him on this many moons ago, and he really didn't have much of a defense for it. I think it's an outrage. That's at least a little bit better because Lawrence Taylor on the football field was a dynamite legend. A Rod, Aaron Rodgers, the best player in the game. He's his nickname came from that weird creepo. Uh, <laughs> A-Rod, the baseball player. That's even worse. Although LT, I guess, isn't exactly somebody who you want to model your life after either. Um, But those are terrible. And then even worse is Adrian Peterson, a.k.a. All Day. But then now that's cut down to A-D, which Mm. is very confusing. Confusing. Because he's A-P are his initials, but he's A-D, and he has a nickname for his nickname. It's too much. I don't yeah. like that. So get rid of <laughs> AD. gave him that all day. Who? His father. I don't. Fine. So then call all him day. all day. Then, But you can't be AD. It, 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 it plays games with my brain too much. I like the idea of the LT nickname being handed down through, from generation to generation with the next LT ah. being Lauren Tannehill. Um, <laughs> and she will then decide, you know, when her career is, as NFL Fox is over, she will decide who that gets handed on to. She'll bequeath it to the next. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's kind of okay. like 55 at right. USC. Yeah, where yeah. Number five, yeah, that's interesting. Um, CJ2K, that's a bad one for him. He probably doesn't want He wishes he could wash that one away. It's kind of like Dream Team. You know, Vince Young and the Eagles wish Dream Team CJ2K sounds neat, but that's just a, that, yeah. that, that's a, a reminder. Well, same thing goes for for uh, Sanchez. That's kinda, oh, yeah. that's sadly <laughs> ironic. It's sort of like, you know, the, the parents of uh, the Bailey boys, uh, Champ and Boss. You know, they made it to the NFL with the names Champ and Boss. 
cool for them, but if they wind up janitor, sadly ironic. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey champ, can uh, clean? Can you unclog that uh, toilet over there? <laughs> and um, and then I think Silverback. You know, James Harrison is Silverback. I find that wildly inappropriate. You know, maybe I'm being politically correct. I feel uncomfortable even saying I don't, it. Yeah, I don't feel like I should be allowed to say that one. And the other one that gets a pass way too much that we've accepted is Megatron. I don't like that one. I mean, it's a you take a movie reference like that. It's like, what? haven't we learned from the Toronto Raptors and the Anaheim Ducks that naming things after these, these movies that you think are going to be, they're going to stay in the test of time, and then when they don't, you feel like, Oops! That's I wish I wish we Megatron, wouldn't have tied our. Own. Megatron's different. Megatron's, Megatron's a, named after a Transformer, which was a cartoon and was. I don't care why the movies. No, that's not that's not an so iconic land, enough. Wait, what about a film land? franchise to be to have the okay. best wide oh, receiver? What about named after wait, what about Lance Allworth's nickname then? Bambi. Yeah. Don't like I that. think Bambi is an iconic picture, right? I think in the, <laughs> oh, it, so that's okay. Yes, because it's iconic. That's what it's about. You know, listen, the Toronto Raptors. No one knew what a raptor was until Jurassic Park came out. What are you talking? Is that about? Are kids now watching Jurassic Park? No. So now the Toronto Raptors are saddled with this name that's a reference to something from 1990. And same thing with the Anaheim Ducks. Their 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 dumb name was a was a promotion for Disney, and now they're stuck for all the time with that name. They switched it. It's not Mighty Ducks anymore. It's just Ducks. Ugh. Well, it's fine. But listen, Megatron is not a good nickname. There's got to be. They've got to be able to come no, up with something better. You're overruled on that one. All right. So, so that's put oh. it to a poll. All right. Okay. That's fine. Worst nickname in the NFL. Put those names out there. Um, all right. And then uh, one more thing before um, before we get uh, Cliff Averill in here to kibitz with him about uh, all things NFC North. I got a, an intriguing tweet the other day, and I wanted to. Get your, uh, you, you fellas, uh, your opinion on it here. From uh, Stephen Cole, he dropped me a line. He says, uh, our family is moving from D.C. where my son, who's seven, is a Skins Nationals fan, mm-hmm. to L.A. Should he keep his D.C. fandom or follow the L.A. teams? Now, this is a, this is a, a, a very serious moment in this seven-year-old's life because he's not completely lucid as a sports fan, at least by my experience, but he's right at the front edge of it. You know, these, you know, right now at seven, you're still kind of reacting to the uniform colors and things like that. And if he's been to a, a Nats game, he probably feels some allegiance towards that, but you can't, you can, you can undo it if you have to. Now I'm from Pittsburgh, as I mentioned, and we're now in Los Angeles. I feel like, given what the Pirates have done over the last 20 years, it's a form of emotional child abuse to say to my little boy, Jean-Claude Van Damaschek, you must root for the Pirates, this team that's 3,000 miles away and is rubbish. I feel bad doing that. Embrace the local team, the Dodgers. However, you must root for the Steelers or you're not allowed to watch football or you can find a new home. But So it's a sliding scale. How say you, fellas? Do you keep the D.C. allegiance when you're moving across the land from it, or do you turn the page? It's an interesting question. because It's a hard question. Well, he's going to get an out with the NFL team because there isn't one here, so he can still watch the Redskins. But correct answer. He doesn't want to grow up, and if – if let's say if it goes the way it looks like it's going to go right now, and I'm not, I'm saying barring injuries or anything mm-hmm. unforeseen happening, you will be living in a world where Mike Trout and Bryce Harper are the two best players in baseball, and you will be living in Southern California where everybody will be talking about Mike Trout. Do you want to be the one kid 
who's sitting in your class trying You're to You're trying explain. to make a case for them to root for the Halos? Get out of here with that jazz. No one, they're not, they didn't say anything about moving to a different county that tries to pass themselves <laughs> off as an L.A. team. Wait, how are we not looking? Okay, first of Who, all. Who, the Halos? Yeah, okay. Because they're not in Los Angeles County. Okay, so when. So how can they be the L.A. anything? Do we get, do we get, the, do L.A. games get blacked out here? Like, do we got? I don't get, know, because do I get, don't search the dial we, looking for them. Do we not get Los Angeles news on our dials don't, down don't in the I'm sorry, it's the hokum. market. No one wants this hokum. It's, it's not the, the market. market. Yes, sorry. Unfortunately, believe me, nobody, nobody, you act like everybody at, at an Angels game wanted us to switch our name to the Los Angeles Angels. Listen. Nobody wanted that. Bring we it still back. wanted to be Anaheim. Bring it back to where, to, to the discussion. First of all, the L.A. Dodgers, yes, Bryce Harper and Steven Strasburg, you say, uh, for the Nationals, I say, what about uh, what, what about uh, Matt Kemp and uh, Clayton Kershaw? Nobody cares about the Dodgers anymore. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And then you have to actually consider in this day and age, is it safe to take your children to to uh, Ch- uh, to Chavez Ravine? Uh, that's go. another question. This is a tough one. Handsome Hank, before I render a final verdict here. You already were the judge in the white wig. You can take it off now. I can take it off. Okay. Uh, I, th- I agree, obviously, with Adam. You can't ch- you can't adopt a West Coast NFL team. That would be insane because they're not any closer, really. You've got the Redskins. Well, closer, but listen, but there's going to be one in two years. It's going to be called the L.A. Rams. If he then wants he'll to be, be by LA... that point, he'll be nine. You can't. Uh, that I don't believe you can change after, I think, seven. I You're became exactly lucid right. right around eight years yes. old when I really eight, latched eight. Actually, if the, LA Rams, the if the L.A. Rams are in here before he's 10, I say, yeah, jump on. No. You you couldn't abandon the Redskins. Yeah, things aren't breaking He's, well for him because if he goes Nationals, you can't do same league. The one that I'll give you a pass if you're a kid and you say, "Well, they're my they're my other conference." You know, whether right. the Rams are in the NFC and I can, but this is Skins it's and Rams skin. same conference. He's stuck with the Nationals, skins. Dodgers. He's stuck same with the league. Skins and he could be for the Angels. That's a perfect. No, not the Halo. Stop saying that. What were you trying <laughs> to? Ridiculous. Poor Stephen Cole drops us a line, and you're advising him, "Hey, get in the car for an hour and go see the team that pretends that they're from L.A." You don't know where he's moving. He when says he he's says, moving to L.A. It could be a wide range of things, not, and you don't not know the Inland Empire, right? You never. He, he, didn't, might men- he didn't mention he a different be. county yeah. than oh, Los Angeles. Should he give the the correct like? Zip code? Yes. Should that be? Well, when he says Let's LA, I'm going to assume no, no, no. that. I know, see, you, it people... gets fuzzy when you start calling your teams LA when they're not in the same county as Los Angeles. But all right. So, what should they. So, the Cowboys, are they not. Are they not the Cowboys? <sighs> are they not the Dallas Cowboys because they're teams at Arlington? Stephen Cole, my final verdict. I've heard uh, I've heard the thoughts of others. Black Tie, if you have anything to say, you're more than welcome to weigh in. You've, uh, you've jumped around, but I don't think you're anyone to model. Uh, you're, uh, to model themselves after, since you have no allegiance to many te- to anyone. That's how I roll. Is that true? You don't. You don't, don't root for any team, and that's weird. I don't dig that at all. That's no. a, it's a bizarre stance to well, work at the NFL feel, and not care about any of the teams just, in particular. I just don't feel you know connected to any team. Well, that's work. weird, is what I'm saying, and I don't want the poor boy to grow up like that. Yeah. I'm going to say you embrace the Redskins. <sighs> RG three. I mean, that's good. Exciting. That's that's going to be good. I think you got to do it. I know it's going to be weird. The bright side is is that the Redskins will come out to L.A. And in the meantime, you'll at least be able to root for something, get in on the ground floor, as it were. The Nationals versus the Dodgers is a tougher call. If I it's think, between those two, then it's easy. Just stick with the Nationals. I think that the Nationals came into existence about – the time that this young boy, this seven-year-old boy, came into existence. 
my final verdict is that you stay with that team. The Washington, D.C. Nationals, your homeland, your link back to your to where you were born, and also to our nation's capital. There's no shame in rooting for that, Adam Rank. No, not at all. And then when, it, when we find out that he's actually moving to Corona or someplace in the Inland Empire, then I will laugh and say he can vote for. Are you are you okay with my verdict there, handsome Hank? I, I'm I'm I want him to fit in with the Redskins, but I want him to fit in. I'm, I want him I to want find him to, something for his well. new home, and that's why I would say Dodgers. Oh wait, 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 uh, wait don't root for the Capitals. Don't root for the. Don't root for the. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Wizards. What about yeah? Like, can he do the Lakers? I'm gonna I'm gonna say take the Lakers. Take the Lakers. He can't, and he can't take the Kings. Why can't they? Because they're a champion. They just won. Yeah. I, well, I feel bad for him. I don't want him to have to root for Ovechkin. Nah, he's completely let, yeah, unlikable. Nah, no, he's fine. Root for the Kings. That's let him fine. root for the Kings. All right, there Kings you go, Stephen Cole. All right, so what do you say, Black Tie? Should we bring in Cliff Averill now? You got him? We got him. Oh, cool. Bring him on in. How you doing, Cliff Averill? Hey, what's going on? Everything's good. How about yourself? <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, we're doing well. It's a pleasure to have you. Welcome to Studio 66. And uh, lots to yap about. But uh, first of all, talk about uh, what's going on with the United Way in D.C. later on this week. Well, um, I'm actually flying out tomorrow to D.C. to do uh, a campaign for the United Way uh, NFL Youth Summit. Um, you know, it's it's a big thing. Um a lot of kids are dropping out. We have over a million kids dropping out of high school, you know, not graduating or whatnot. And uh, I'm the spokesman for the for the Michigan area, or, uh, Detroit Lions or whatnot. And um, just going and, and, you know, just want to, to get more uh, tutors and mentors out there. You know, you can sign up on um, unitedway.org slash volunteer. And basically we just want people to volunteer to, to um, you know, volunteer to to be mentors and 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 be there for the for the youth because i mean they're our future you know um and and we can <laughs> they they they're only going to take us so far you know if we if we don't you know help them out or whatnot so if they're too busy watching uh, the kardashians and such, yeah <laughs> exactly not in tune with with reality <laughs> I, listen it's admirable and i don't want to get off on a bad foot but are you really sure you're in a great position to be an academic mentor considering you went to Purdue. <laughs> Listen, I went to Indiana uh, University. Uh-oh, I've uh-oh. seen now that's if you're if you're in the Hoosier state, that's where you go to school. Oh no, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. You know, we got the <laughs> we got we just got all the kids. Y'all got all the kids that couldn't get into Purdue. That's all that was. <laughs> I wish I could argue with you about that, but but, but I think the record over the last uh, 5 years proves it. Uh, <laughs> it's a losing argument for me to to try and make. Um, all right, so let's talk about then NFL-related stuff. You say Detroit Lions up in Michigan. What's going on? What's the latest with you and the Lions? Are you confident that you're going to be wearing that blue jersey uh, come the fall? Most definitely. I definitely feel like I'll be there. I mean, I, I got franchise, so I definitely uh, know, know I'll be there for another year. Um, but the thing is, I want to be there longer than a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to sign a long-term deal. So hopefully, you know, we can keep working on that and, and, and get something, you know, going before the season starts. Is it flattering to be franchised? I know it's it kind of locks you in money wise, but I mean, does it mean something that the team thinks enough about you to to give you that that tag? Yeah, it's a little different than other sports. You know, you think of franchise in basketball, that means that player is going to be there, you know, the rest of his career. You know, uh, franchise in our in, in the NFL is you know you get you know paid decent for that year, but as we all know in an NFL, you know, you want longevity. That's the goal. You know, um, so so it's definitely you know an honor to get franchised by an NFL team, but 
you know, like I said, I want to be there more than just this year, you know. So I want to I want to be able to hopefully get something done and and you know, help this team, you know, get to to the, to the Super Bowl. What is going on? In this off season, it's uh-oh, crazy. Uh-oh. Don't uh oh. What happened? You you nothing's happened with you. You're all right. <laughs> the, what what is going on though? Well, I mean all this all this business uh, with the with the Lions seems like there have been a lot of there have been a lot of bad stories coming out. Uh, what to what is it, any just random nonsense? Um, I mean it's only been a few guys uh, that have gotten in trouble, but. You know, I don't, I don't want to take it lightly. You know, guys just have to live and learn. You know, they're all young guys. They, I don't think they realize, you know, how easy, you know, it is to to be kicked out of the league or, you know, to be in trouble. To not, I think, you know, LaShore is not getting paid for four weeks. You know, like, those are four checks you'll never get <laughs> back, you know. So, so I think once guys realize that it's a business, it's a job, not you know, and, and you know, you have so many people that depend upon you. Uh, not only your teammates, but your family. You know, I think once guys realize that, you know, those guys will be all right. What's that? Oh, sorry, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but what, you know, you were going back, now going back to uh, the Lions. You say you want to be there long term. Is there something about it? it? It seems that the Lions are now on the cusp of being a, a truly, like, dominant, like a team that's going to have a long, mm-hmm. long period of success. Is that why you're attracted to and want to stay there? Definitely. I mean, I, I've i been a part w- uh, of with the team, you know, my rookie year. We didn't win any games. We went 0-16, you know, so I've been there when we weren't doing so well, you know, and I want to be a part of the reason why, you know, we're successful. Um, you know, I feel like I've been taking strides as a player, getting better, and the team is taking strides as a team, you know, as we continue to keep getting better every year. And, um, you know, I feel like I can still, you know, I, I as a player I'm still improving. And I feel like as a team we're going to continue to keep improving. And I want to be a part of that whole process. You know, I think that would be a great book to tell at the, end, <laughs> at the end of my career is, you know, first year won no games. By the end of it all, you know, we might have won, you know, two, three Super Bowls. You never know. Here's something last uh, fall, obviously, was one of the, the big stories. I'm not talking about the handshake nonsense either. <laughs> but by the way, what, what, what did happen? Now that we're on, what, what did happen? In the, locker room, in the locker room after the game and then in the next oh, couple man. of days, was, every, was everybody laughing? Uh, with with, uh, with with Schwartz or was that, or, or was everybody excited? Like, yeah, take on the the ex uh, NFL QB. He's a, he's a little guy. Yeah. He's, you know, <laughs> he's shorter than I am. Um, you know what? A lot of guys, uh, I know myself, we all built more respect for Schwartz mm-hmm. uh, after he did that. You know, because he's always preaching. You know, we've been at the bottom for so long. You know. We're not going to take anything from anybody. You know, people aren't just going to, you know, treat us like, you know, we don't belong here. And that was clearly an Mm -hmm. example of it. You know, you're not going to treat him like he shouldn't be the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Like we're not part of the NFL or, you know, a successful team. So it, it was it was pretty cool to see the head man. You know, get fired up. Like I that. agree, and that's, that's why people said, "What sort of fallout is there going to be for the two teams?" I imagine the the players on both teams are going to be like, "Yeah, coach, good yeah, for you getting into a fight." Exactly. No, as far, and you guys got the the Forty ers What is it? Week two this year. You yeah, guys, Sunday night. Is that one you're looking forward to? Oh, definitely. I mean, you look forward to anyone, especially the the night games. You look forward to that because the whole nation is going to be watching. Yeah. So, and then on top of that, you know, they're probably going to hype it up with the whole thing from last year. Oh, anyway, you think it'll come up? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, I think they're going to hype it up. So, um, 
you know, it's definitely a game to look forward to. Well, you talk about, uh, you know, having that fight and not letting anybody put you down kind of thing. You know, last fall, what I was going to mention a couple minutes ago was the Indomitian Sioux stuff. You know, like, yeah. this young fella better learn how to, you know, all the all the, all the the commentary. And, you know, listen, uh, we're, we're here at the NFL, and, <laughs> and the commission is one of the guys who didn't love some of the stuff that mm-hmm. Sue was doing. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there's Jack Lambert. And there's, uh, you know, there's Deacon Jones and there's Dick Butkus and Mean Joe Green. And you can see, you can go look up all the NFL film stuff. It's not hard to find because it's on TV all the time. And they played with, with an edge. I mean, what what do you guys talk about? And I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I mean, what do you guys talk about? I mean, I know, understand that you can't do... Um, that there are certain things that you can't do that, but, but what is, what's your mentality? What's Sue and the rest of the team's frame of mind as you try to play within the rules, but also play with an edge? Um, you have to play with an edge. Um, now with Sue's situation, obviously, you know, you wouldn't agree upon the whole, you know, kicking thing or whatever, whatever they want to call it, the stomping or whatever. Mm. Um, you wouldn't agree with that part of it, but as far as for his game and how he plays the game. We love it. Um, you know, it, it it just gives us all an edge. We all want to play like that. We all want to play. It's a, I mean, we're playing football here. You know, sure. it's a physical game. I know. Are you going to make, you know, sometimes that when you're out there, you're going to make dumb decisions. And obviously, but, and obviously that was a dumb situation. But as a player, he's going to grow from that. He's going to learn from that. And I almost guarantee he probably never do that again. Are you able, though? I mean, I, I, really, in something that is we've debated on and on to two schmoes who are not out on the NFL gridiron. I, you know, it, it seems to me that this that this ability to sort of make decisions and to sort of, uh, you know, you're obviously engaged with uh, with with the the O lineman in front of you mm-hmm. instantaneously, but the linebackers and the DBs back there, the ability to 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 try and make some sort of an assessment of I better let up right now. Although you know you have to That's deal tough. with that with the QB. Mm-hmm. Is there any way that you re- reasonably can make a decision like that, or do you just go all in? Because if you're thinking too much, I imagine on the defensive side of the ball you're gonna you're gonna be in trouble yeah no if you start thinking out there it's gonna slow you down that's the same thing with you know if you don't know your plays then you you know once you get on the football field you're you're sitting there trying to process it it slows you down you can't go out there and and play ball so it's the same thing with you know it it sucks for the dbs you know the safeties Mm -hmm. you know as far as for that split second you know of being able to hit this person or not you know it's a lot harder on those guys but um you just got to go out there and play. Even with quarterbacks, you know, you just got to go out there and play. I'm not going to lie to you. If <laughs> if I'm close to a quarterback and I have to reach out and grab him, you know, uh, whatever I grab, I just grab. You know, if it happens to their face mask, I mean, you know, you definitely don't want that to be the case. But if it's a, just a last-second thing where you might not get to him, either you reach out and get him or you don't, you're going to probably make that decision and, and reach out, and hopefully it's not the face mask or it's not a horse collar or whatever the case may be. You know, you know what's a nice thing, though, for uh, for the Detroit Lions DBs? They don't usually have to make that decision because usually the receivers are running behind them already. <laughs> I loved it. it. It was an interesting decision. Oh, coach Schwartz is a very successful coach, but he, he went a little too far in the game down in uh, New Orleans in the playoffs uh, when he decided <laughs> to not play any defensive backs. I thought that was an interesting – it was a bold move. Oh, man. You know, yeah. but it but it didn't work <laughs> out. Are this year? Are you guys going to use some defensive? Legitimately, though, 
you know, you, you address the offensive line. You don't really do much with that secondary, which was the liability last year. What sort of uh, expectations do you have that they'll uh, get in shape? And because with the dominant front four that you guys have now, you know, you'd like to see the secondary pull its weight. Um, You know, that's that's up to Martin and Schwartz and those guys. To, you know, if they feel comfortable with the guys that they have, you know, um, just got to make it do what it do, I guess, in a sense. But – Regardless, honestly, up front we put we put all that on our shoulders, anyways. You know, we don't care who's back there necessarily. We, our job is to to you know get to the quarterback and make him make dumb decisions, or you know, and worry about us more so than the DB. So, mm-hmm. we put that on our on our shoulders, you know, as a D line to to make everybody on the defense better, and that's the goal. This that's year. A, you know what and the the Ravens and the Steelers provide two good examples that if you get enough of a pass rush, if you're if you're dominant enough up front that you can negate whatever weakness you have. I mean, I'm not going to say you can negate it completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but no, we definitely put that on our shoulders as 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 a D line to to help out, you know, the rest of the guys on the team. And now we're uh, doing the NFL Network's Top 100, and it's it's rolling along. Now we've come up and we figured that, who do we say? We say Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be the number one guy. You see enough of him. Is he the best quarterback in football? He's an awesome quarterback. Can't take anything away from him, but um... – I, I'm, uh, I'm more of a uh, don't do a, it. I'm more of a Brady and Drew oh, I thought he was guy. gonna go Stafford. Uh. I thought he was going Stafford. <laughs> no, but I'm telling y'all this right now though. Stafford's definitely um, after these next few seasons, Lord willing, he can stay healthy. It's gonna be hard to keep him out of those kind of conversations. But I want to go back. So you're a you're a Brady and a Breeze guy. Well, Breeze, ahead of Ron. Is, Breeze is a Boilermaker, also, by the way. So All right. that's true. <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, no those those two guys those would be the top three though for sure. Mm-hmm. What about that? Well, I, I, I'm not going to try to get into my 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 never ending defense of Ben Roethlisberger why he's not in that top tier. But let's talk about this instead and who who catches all the passes from Stafford or the vast majority of them. Calvin Johnson. <laughs> Two questions. First of all, I just went through the list in honor of uh, LaDainian Tomlinson's retirement. I just named the worst nicknames in the NFL. And LT is a bad nickname, I think, because it's it's stolen from Lawrence Taylor. And Aaron Rodgers stole his from from Alex Rodriguez, which is even weirder. But (laughs) I don't like Megatron. I don't think that's a great nickname. How say you? It's from. Did you did you watch Transformers? Uh, I mean, I've been watching the new movies lately, <laughs> but um, I don't even know how he caught that name, honestly. But I don't think it's a horrible I name. Do. I mean, I know mean, it's because of his hands, size of his hands. Oh, okay. what Megatron? Megatron? Is he a good guy? Even I don't no, even know Transformers. Like Megatron is. Optimus Prime's nemesis. So then, why do you want to be named after the bad guy of them uh, of this the bad thing? guys are cool. Detroit, yeah, yeah. Oh, bad I guys see. Are cool. Bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just putting this together right now. I don't know, but <laughs> but um, as far as for the nickname, I, th- I think it's a cool nickname. I mean, who doesn't want to be known as a, as I guess a, a transformer? I mean, those guys rarely, you know, it's it's just something different. I guess. I mean, I, I think I think it's cool. He's he's a different kind of player out there. That's for sure. You know, so. I guess that's that's how they caught on. I guess I don't know. <laughs> All right. Second question about him is, and people can be however they, they 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 can bury their heads in the sand all they want, but let's have an honest conversation about it. He's the Madden cover boy. It does not work out for those guys. What do you? I mean, do you guys talk about that at all? Have you said, I don't know if this is a good idea, Megatron? Um, you know what? I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily believe in curses personally, 
as far as for you know a cover and all that stuff but um you know we'll have to sit and find out but i i don't i think him being a wide receiver one definitely helps him out a little bit you know but uh i mean calvin's a, is a beast he's i think he's gonna dominate regardless of you know whatever the madden curse or whatever how many people you throw on his side so i think he's gonna dominate regardless so we'll we'll, we'll see we'll definitely see all that being said though were you hoping cam newton was gonna win <laughs> Calvin might have hoped he won too. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't do know. I have to do it? <laughs> I'm obligated to I be on to, the cover. Yeah. I just. I was happy to be in the mix, but yeah. I didn't actually want to win. <laughs> he might have. You never know. But um, through the whole process, I mean, I, I'm happy for him. I mean, how many times do you get to play with a guy that actually, you know, makes it to that the cover? You know, so I'm happy for him and. We just gotta, you know, you just gotta go out there and, and perform. Now everybody knows who you are, so you know, definitely uh, more pressure. But you know, he'll live up to it. Well, and uh, you know, the Vikings, and I'm not uh, trying to slight them, but uh, uh, let's let's set them aside. How? Uh, give me a forecast. Obviously, you like the Lions' chances, but talk about the what the Packers are doing. Really did a, a good job, it would appear, in the draft of uh, putting together some uh, – to adding some pieces to a bad defense from last year. And then what the Bears did, you know, get much more dynamic, you would think, on offense now. Um, and then and then you guys now. And I think – let me just say before you get into it, you know who I like a lot this year coming into the season? LaShure. You mentioned Mikel LaShure. Mm-hmm. Coming in after this uh, suspension, I think having a nice power back is going to make that it's offense even better. Help. It's definitely going to help. Um, as far – we have the hardest division in the league. I feel like, you know, we always have. Nah, and I'm going to go NFC, maybe NFC South, South. maybe AFC North, because you, you, so? go, you go Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, that's pretty rough. Yeah, that's Giants, pretty Eagles, you know, I don't know what RG3 is going to do. And then the Cowboys, that's a tough division. But listen, those right, top what, three, what, you go what, Lions, what, Packers, what, what, Bears, one of the top, right. what, one of the top divisions. Don't back down from him. No. <laughs> the NFC He North. understands. I went to what? Indiana. You can't best me. <laughs> All right, we got one of the top divisions in the league. But anyways, um, you know, uh, it's I think it's anybody's ball game in our league, honestly. Um, you know, like you said, the Packers are – are, are pretty good. Uh, Chicago has a chance to be real good with some of the weapons they added. And, of course, you know, we, we're confident in, in ourselves. So, um, And you can't sleep on the Vikings either. So. <laughs> Toby Gerhardt might start for them this year. You're talking I think you can about, sleep. You can yeah, take a nap. I mean, they, no. You're not, talking about all the great quarterbacks in your division, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but they Stafford, have weapons, too. Tyler. You can't take anything away from them. They have weapons. I mean, if AP can no, bounce back. You if, can't because if you took anything away from them, they wouldn't even be able to field a, a roster. But all right. <laughs> Wouldn't be fair. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> but anyways, no, I, I just feel like you know you can't sleep on any one of those guys. But you know, I definitely feel I'm, I'm definitely confident in, in the Lions and our, and our team uh, to be able to compete. You know, and win that division. All right. Well, last question for you: best uniform in the division? In the division? Yeah. Why would it be the Lions? <laughs> well, because I like it, but it could be. I, you know, like a lot of people, I wouldn't mind seeing you go to that really spare look that you know sometimes you do on Thanksgiving. With just the, the blue and just the silver, no logo on the hat or anything. No, it's that's that's, cool. that's a good uh, throwback jersey. I think that's definitely a real neat throwback jersey. But I think 
our uniform once we changed the logo uh, a couple years ago i think it's definitely up there um as far as for one of the it's not too it's not doing too much and it's you know it's not too simple so yeah I, but you got to get rid of the black jerseys those are no good too much like the raiders that we way. haven't worn the black jerseys in the last two years oh is that right yeah we okay. haven't worn them in the last two years all right but we love the black jerseys. We've Thank actually you. been trying. We've been trying to get it back. Yeah, actually, I don't think I've worn the black jersey since I've been here. Now that I think about it, so that's four years. Uh, we haven't worn it. We haven't worn it in four years now. So hopefully, we can. Um, we definitely want to. Yeah, you wore it over in. Uh, I know you wore it in uh, about an hour north of Indianapolis when uh, you were in West Lafayette. There, I remember uh, yeah, watching you play that in those Big Ten <laughs> games. All right, well, listen, Cliff Averill, you're a delight, and uh, I shall now root for you Thank as you. we move forward here, in spite of your Boilermaker status. It's all good. Big and Ten. We'll just call it the Big Ten. That's Big right. Ten love, even though we dislike each other within it. <laughs> yeah, at the very least, you know, uh, whatever happens on the gridiron, you know, come uh, come basketball season, the Hoosiers are back now. So then there's nothing you can oh, do about uh, that. We've been killing in the basket. I know, I know. Okay. But the Hoosiers okay. are back. Yeah, yeah. Tom Crean and company are back. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, United Way uh, doing some good work there, Cliff Averill and company. And uh, give that website again, unitedway.org. Slash volunteer to, to get signed up. And, you know, um, basically you sign up for whatever area you're in, and they'll send you emails to where you can go help out with um, – you know, help out and volunteer and be mentors and read and, you know, a lot of a lot of good stuff uh, for the kids. All right. And and uh, good luck with the contract and everything. And, and don't don't stomp anybody. Just, you know, <laughs> let up a little bit when you get close to the QB. Yeah, you know? definitely. <laughs> Take it easy on those poor guys, would you? Uh, All right. The great Cliff Averill. A pleasure to have him join us here in Studio 66. And Rank, let's wrap it up here with uh, let's wrap the episode up here. Episode 72, we honor the player, not just in, in NFL history, but in sports history, who wore that uniform number best. 72, great number. You have Elsie uh, Greenwood with the, uh, with the great gold shoes. You, you ever get to watch him, or is that before your time? Way before my time. But those gold shoes are pretty nice. Yeah, pretty cool. What if you wore some blue shoes? Maybe you could do that. Yeah, Goodell and those guys are pretty tight on that. Just just that nice, yeah, nice, they don't like nice, that. A nice little fine. You got uh, Dexter Manley. Great uh, Washington Redskin pass rusher won at least a uh, couple of Super Bowls with yeah. uh, with Joe Gibbs and company. Who else do we have at seventy two? The fridge, the fridge, mm, of course. Refrigerator Perry, hmm. Ed Too Tall Jones. Wow, Too might, Tall. A lot of the kids will remember him from the Geico commercials. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good football player. He also was a boxer. He was a boxer yeah, as well. He left to go box. Yeah. yeah, and then he came back a little bit. More. Oh, there you know, there's another guy who took somebody else's nickname. Pudge. Uh, Ivan Rodriguez took Pudge. From Carlton Fisk. You're right. Yeah, that's another bad one. Um, I guess you do got to go Pudge, although that was just nah, with the White Sox nah, no, when he was that's, 72. That's I say a, I say Hollywood Bags was his nickname. Not Too Tall. Heaven forbid. Shame the devil. What? We're not, too Tall Jones over L.C. Greenwood? L.C. Greenwood goes to the Hall of Fame at, at some point. Not Too Tall Jones. Really? Yeah, Harvey Martin and Randy White were the linchpins of, that, uh, of the doomsday defense. Well, L.C. Greenwood. How about was, the fridge then? Not the That's compromise. What do you say? I'm going to let Cliff Averill make this decision. You want the fridge? I was, was going to go with the fridge. Okay. All right. I, I we'll, let, we'll, we'll, we'll let you make the decision then, Cliff Averill. <laughs> um, okay. So it's uh, it's the fridge. And, uh, and again, um, unitedway.org slash volunteer. Yes, sir. That's how you do it. And uh, Cliff Averill is going to make his way over to our nation's capital there. Thanks to him for joining us. Handsome Hank. Black tie. And, uh, and rank, and uh, most importantly, you, the football fan, will be back with more hooey and applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.